What's going on, Exposed Ones? It's your guy, Jay North. It's another version of the Northern Exposure Podcast. Hope everybody is doing very, very well out there. And thank you so much for listening, wherever you're listening from. Again, hope everybody is doing very, very well. And hope you enjoyed the last episode. It was very, very good to see my buddy, Jay Gordon. It had been, uh, as he was saying, just a smidge over two years, about two and a quarter years, two and a half-ish years since we had a chance to hang out together. So it was great to see him, and it was an awesome, awesome freaking surprise. So uh, as fate may have it, I will be up in Canada next month myself uh, with Jay, and we'll be doing a little uh, fishing and camping at a cottage. So should be nice. Looking forward to it. So again, I hope everybody's doing well. The big news this week is Elon Musk's purchase of Twitter. And... When the, what should we call it? Should we call it an offer? I guess we can call it an offer when Elon Musk put the uh, put it out on the table, basically, laid his cards out on the table around about last week, said basically, like, I'm, I'm going to buy Twitter. Like, I want your platform. Said that to, uh, what's his name there? Dorsey? Dempsey? Whatever the hell, the Twitter man there. Because, <laughs> again, I've been off Twitter for oh, probably Shit, since before COVID. I got off Twitter a while ago. Don't quote me on that, but it's probably right around there. And, you know, one of the big reasons I got off Twitter, and again, I think I've said it on here a couple times, it was, number one, not being censored in places that it should be censored, uh, i.e. sexual conduct, uh, nudity, things of that nature. Like, there's no warning. It's just there, boom, in your face, here's a vagina. You know, (laughs) some really inappropriate shit. Uh, from time to time. So I, I kind of found that a little distasteful, and a little concerning, especially as a parent, uh, because again, we can sit here and bitch about, well, there should be a Twitter light for the kids. Well, they don't have that. So, you know, the responsibility kind of falls on the parents to make sure that you kind of know what your kids are getting into, number one. But number two, you know, challenging, there's so many platforms out there, first of all, that your kids can get on and be exposed to inappropriate shit. So I understand that Twitter's not the only one. But at that time, I was seeing a high volume of crap in a short chronological space, and it just turned me off. Uh, but again, I'm not, I'm not naive to the fact that that crap is pretty much on every platform. So, you know, there's your challenge as a parent. There's multiple platforms, first of all. And let's be honest, if you're middle-aged like I am right now, if you're a parent, you're in your 40s, 50s, and you've got teenagers When it comes to electronics, unless you are savvy yourself or have one of those career paths that force you to be savvy in tech, I'm willing to bet that that little teenage scungeal knows more about electronics and technology than we do. And no matter what we try to do as parents, I think they're always, if they really, really want to, going to be able to find a way around it or find the next best thing. So it's like getting in the ring with Muhammad Ali. You really got to stay on your toes and keep throwing jabs. You got to pay attention. But, you know, those are the challenges. But again, I'm not naive to it. I know there's there's bullshit on all the platforms that you can, you know, inappropriate stuff that you can be exposed to. I think Facebook, for example, actually did the right thing when they blur the image out at first and basically just put that little warning there that, hey, some, some audience members might find this a little disturbing. Click here if you actually still want to see it. I see nothing wrong with that. I think that's smart. You didn't completely censor the material. 
However, you protected those that might not want to see it and gave those that want to see it the choice to click something and see it. Fucking A, that's America, right? That's how it's supposed to work there. You made a choice. Nobody got butt fucked. You know, we all got to do what we wanted to do in that situation. So that I agree with. I, I don't find that as a form of censorship. I find that, you know, no different than warning labels on the music, for example. And some of you that are listening aren't old enough to remember, like D. Snyder from Twisted Sister had to go do battle with Tipper Gore on the Capitol. They were trying to like ban that music altogether. So think about that for a minute. When somebody says something that you might find offensive, but then think about if you love music and think about some of the music that you actually like. Like, let's not sit here and pretend we're all rated G and PG-13 all the time, 24-7. Kiss my ass with that. You're lying. So we're humans. We got to let loose. You got to let the aggression out. You got to whatever it is, if it's metal, if it's rap, if it's hip-hop, there's some inappropriate shit there. We were doing karaoke on some Bruno Mars songs the other night with the kids, and you know how the lyrics are on the screen? Uh, My wife was like, I didn't know he was saying this. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, now you do. <laughs> you know, and yeah, for little, little kids, they just, it's a good song. They don't know what the hell he's talking about. But for an adult, if you really start to listen, all that innuendo is there. So, but again, they tried to take that away from you at one point. That freedom of artistic expression, that freedom of speech. So what was the compromise? Hey, we got to put a warning label on it. You know, this particular form of art... Uh, contains explicit lyrics. No different than what I do for this podcast. There's a, and I don't know why I have to click it on every episode because I know I said it in my setting. So you got to excuse me again. My kids are smarter at tech than I am. Probably should have my son look at it. But I have to click that little damn bubble every episode, folks. So, you know, I don't have a swear counter in my head. I just know I'm going to drop a few cuss words here and say some inappropriate stuff from time to time. So I just click that bubble by default. Uh, But I think most people that tune into this podcast, you know, at this point, know that that's kind of the material that they're going to (laughs) get. So, you know, but I think that's fair. And again, I I ranted on this, but that that was the reason I kind of bounced on Twitter. Hypocrisy number one. They started silencing some other people on the other side that just happened to be saying things that they didn't agree with. So rather than hear you out or let that person have their space to say what they want, they just decided to hit the freaking mute button altogether. That bothers me as a person. I don't think that's right. You know, who made you God to say that that person can't have that opinion and that nobody else can hear that person's opinion? Who, who made you the high, the high deity to make that decision? You know, that's my first question. So all is fair. I think, you know, in, in the essence of freedom... It's important that if, if, if they have a right to put it out there, let them put it out there. And if it's a visually sensitive material that people might find disturbing, I think it's important to, just like Facebook, and I don't applaud them very much. I, I do think the internet and social media is like the toilet bowl of the internet, I should say. Social media is the toilet bowl of the internet, is what I meant to say there. Um, but yeah, I thought Facebook does it right with in that regard by blurring out the image and telling you that you might find it disturbing. And if you still wish to see it, just click here. Beautiful. Nice and easy. So will I go back to Twitter with the purchase of Elon Musk? I have no idea. But I have been finding a lot of humor in the uproar that has been created by a entrepreneur, multi-billionaire, Philip, philip philanthropy philanthropist 
uh, tycoon in Elon Musk. The uproar that his purchase of Twitter has caused with some of the so-called blue check marks, which these are basically verified accounts on Twitter, and these will be anything from your politicians to your A-list celebrities. This is, this is some of that, uh, and I hate to say the left and right game, because I think every single person on the planet is going to lean a little left or lean a little right, but always, you know, like a pendulum, has a relativity to kind of swing back to the middle a little bit and try to find some mutual ground and mutual understanding. I think many, they would say, oh, I'm a little left or I'm a little right. You got to take them out of the equation of the extreme variations of both of those. And I think it's the extreme people that want this because believe me, I know my fair share of Republicans. I know my fair share of Democrats. Most of them don't see a big deal in Elon Musk's purchase of Twitter. Uh, and his main mission right off the bat was nothing's getting uh, blocked anymore on Twitter. Like some of the people that have been blocked, they were mostly on one side of the, of the aisle, if you will, are now being allowed back on there. So I find it, it's, it's one part amusing and one part for me concerning. Because again, I, I just asked a minute ago, what makes you, God, to say who can voice an opinion, number one, how they get to do it and if they even get to do it at all. But not only that, by doing that, you are not giving any of us the, the right, the freedom to choose to hear, read, and ultimately absorb that opinion and see if it you know, rattles around in our gray matter a little bit and doesn't sway our opinions on something, or maybe not at all, but at least we had the option. So my concerns, and again, it, it's one part humorous and one part very concerning. Because if you guys remember, and, and again, I don't really care what political affiliation you are. I'd really want Northern, I want this podcast, Northern Exposure. Like, I want Democrats to listen. I want Republicans to listen, conservatives, independents, libertarians, whatever you are. I want you to listen because I think most of us, regardless of which compartment you put yourself in politically, even if you care to do so. And I'll get to a point my buddy Jay Gordon made when he was visiting, too, uh, in regards to Americans and politics. But whatever, whatever compartment politically you put yourself in, I think most of us are logical and level-headed and understand you know, that there has to be that yin and yang. There has to be some give and take in order for this country to be what it is supposed to be. Uh, that's, that's, that's first of all. So we understand that. But there are, again, there's extremists that are screwing it all up. And so what I find concerning is if you guys remember uh, back towards the end of the uh, campaign for Trump-Biden, there was another platform that tried to pop up, and that platform was called Parler. And it, it got up and running. It got a bunch of people on it right away, and it was supposed to be basically the conservative Twitter slash Facebook. It was kind of like a Twitter-Facebook hybrid. I was on it for a minute, you know, because, again, all is fair. If I'm going to be on all the other shit, why can't I be on that one? And if I want to be on that one, why does it have to put me in a certain box? Maybe I want to hear what those people have to say, and I can't hear them on the other platforms anymore because they got stricken. 
So ain't life a bitch. But, you know, again, that was going on. And don't quote me on this, but Parler was up for a couple months, and then all of a sudden it got bonked. Like, and it's trying to make a comeback now. I'm getting emails from it again and whatnot. And I, don't quote me. It might be back up and running. But uh, they, they basically got it struck down after it had been up for a little while. And again, that's very concerning. Who, who made you God to do that? Why do you get to weld that much power over, over people's chance to express and have opinions? And so, again, it's, it's one part humorous, one part concerning that anybody wants to control material that way. Censorship is bad. Censorship, censorship is bad. And depending on what your take on things are, extreme graphic violence or extreme sexual content is probably also bad. But, you know, if you have the warning, you cannot subject yourself to that material and leave it out there for those who do. You know, if it's, I don't like horror movies, for example. I just don't like them. My, my kids will pick on me. They're like, oh, you should, you're afraid of it. And I was like, listen, I grew up in the 80s, the original Freddy Cougars, Friday the 13th. I reached a certain age sometime in the 90s where I just realized that horror movies to me just had no entertainment value. Zero whatsoever. I don't get off on suspense. I like action and comedy. And I think it's because I have enough goddamn suspense in my real life and enough pressure that I'm dealing with that the last thing I want is a movie that makes me, I don't know, jump, shit my pants, whatever. But most of them I find now are just stupid and predictable. I just don't enjoy them. That doesn't mean I chastise horror movie fans and tell them they're stupid and I demand that horror movies get taken off the market. You know, I don't like them. Some people like anime. Some people don't. <laughs> you know, it's different strokes for different folks, man. Uh, so, so that's where it is for me. It's, it's not even because people be like, well, how can you support? It's not that I support the material. It's that I support the freedom to put it out there. And I support the freedom to choose, do I want to digest it or not? There's certain shit I avoid. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's things I don't like. And if I don't like them, I just don't subject myself to them. That doesn't mean I criticize people who do like it. You know? It, it, I don't know. It, it's just, we live in a crazy time right now. And so everybody just in an uproar. Elon Musk, this free speech shit's bad. You got all these certified blue check marks threatening to drop the site or you know get off the site and this and that. And good. Who the fuck cares? You know who the fuck cares if you stay on Twitter or not because of who owns it now. Number one, who the fuck cares? And, and uh, again, and that's why it's hard for me to even respect some of these people <clears throat> when they go. They're so out of touch with reality, folks. They're so out of touch with reality. I mean, I've been listening to Jim Carrey a little bit now, too. You know, yeah, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. He, he will tell you how fucking pretentious and out of touch those people are. Jim Carrey's an interesting guy. Uh, you, you, some people say he's a little weird, but weird to who? Because he didn't subject himself to talented comedian... 
I mean, if again, if you're young, absolute legend. Like he dominated the early to mid '90s with his comedies, and even later in that. But those Ace Venturas, and then when he came out with the mask, and you know, he, oh man, he came out with uh, was it Livy Color is where they met him, Fire Marshal Bill, all those sketch comedies. I mean, but he never adapted the mindset that a lot of them do. He kind of stayed himself, and uh, he's been critical of some of the some of his quote unquote colleagues, if you want to call them that, uh, in Hollywood. And he'll basically tell you how out of touch they are with reality. And I think the Oscars, and again, I hate to talk about it because I don't want to give this any more attention than it needs. But there's your example, people, of the privilege and the out of touchness. Because in the middle of arguably their biggest award show of the evening, broadcast on worldwide television, Will Smith gets up in front of the world and assaults a man. Open hand, close hand, it doesn't matter. He got up out of his seat, walked up on the stage, got into Chris's bubble, and slapped the shit out of him. Now, Regardless if you think it was staged, not staged, that's irrelevant. These are the optics. Will Smith got out of his seat, smacked the shit out of Chris Rock, returned to his seat, told Chris to keep his wife's name out of his motherfucking mouth twice, and then got to continue to sit there and then later receive an award and give a speech. A couple days later, after the Academy deliberated, He got a 10-year ban from the Oscars. That's it. Let Jay North, or you, whoever you are, listening to this podcast, go do that. What's going to happen to you? Are you going to get to sit there, drink your champagne, and give a speech a little bit later? Collect your award and cry a little bit? And then make some half-assed, bullshit about God puts you here to protect people. Yeah, I think Denzel Washington was giving him a little advice, but I think the timing of Denzel's comment was actually pretty key as well. And for those of you that don't know what Denzel said to Will, he said you need to be careful when you get to your highest, that's when the devil comes looking for you. Did the devil get Will that night? Who knows? But we... Man, our asses will be locked the fuck up. <laughs> you ain't coming out till Monday morning and you're going to face a judge and you're probably going to get fucking put in jail. You're going to get a goddamn community service. <laughs> you, you ain't going to get an Oscar. Oh, and that's just, a, that's just an example. And yeah, Chris Rock, he's the bigger man. He made the decision, didn't want to press charges. Fine, fine. But other than a 10-year ban, from the Oscars, which who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? He just can't be there. That doesn't mean he still can't win a little bald-headed golden man. Is that colored as gold? I don't, I don't fucking know. But, again, interesting to me. And that just goes to show you how out of touch these people are. That's a prime example. We cannot do that. So, back to the Twitter before I close up. The other big thing that I'm finding laughable that people are bitching about. Because, again, uh, Elon Musk believes he is a true, true, true philanthropist, which philanthropy means love of humanity. 
So he was talking about sustainable products like Tesla cars, and he was talking about, you know, the SpaceX mission and actually being able to put, you know, craft up there and then return it to the planet to be used again. He, that's the, they're the first ones to ever do that, folks. That's never been done for, for spacecraft. It's never been done where it comes back to the Earth and then can be used again. Most uh, up to this point, to, to my understanding, you know, that was a big deal when they came out. No other spacecraft has been able to do that. It's a one and done. So that's a lot of finances for one and done when you consider how much it costs to build them goddamn things. But Elon Musk has them so they can go back. <laughs> so that's a financial blessing, number one. Got to be. In the long grand, in the grand scheme of things, if, if space exploration actually becomes a thing. And I think humanity, just my, my little scientific itch here for a minute, I think we're going in two directions. I think we're going up and down because I think there's a fascination with the ocean as well. And there's so much of that that's still unexplored. And we're starting to develop, you know, the watercraft that can handle some of those depths uh, and get down there and really see what the hell's going on. So it, it's interesting. But, you know, Elon was talking about that. And in buying Twitter, he, you know, his big thing, again, was just to restore the whole free speech element. Um, but they're mad. Some people are bitching that, you know, oh, he's, a, he's so rich and he spent $44 billion on Twitter, but he's not fixing any of the world's problems. And Okay, that's his money to do with as he pleases. And this is the mission that sings to him, first of all. Uh, do you realize, if you're an American right now, the last three presidents, because I'm keeping it fair, Trump's in there too, Trump, Obama, and Biden, uh, I saw a report that it was somewhere around like $54 trillion of taxpayer money was spent during those three administrations. So that's trillion with a T, and that's our money, and I don't see anything getting fixed there. That upsets me a little more than a guy like Elon Musk spending $44 billion with a B on a platform, and it's his own money. It's his own money. So who cares? He can do with it as he wants. Um, you know, he's doing a lot of things where he's trying to make the world a better place, and he's got his way of doing it. Um, you know, and again, a lot of people are like, why don't they just hand us money? <laughs> you got to do your part, man. Like, I don't know. Get it out of your head that freebies are just going to fall from the sky. Like, I think Elon's a nice guy, but I don't think he's writing you a check anytime soon. Trump's not writing you a check anytime soon. Joe Biden ain't going to write you a check anytime soon. Neither is Hunter and that company he works for. Nobody's writing you a check, folks. No. So <laughs> if that's what you think the answer to fixing all the problems is, no, that ain't it. No, nobody's doing that. It's not going to happen. So get it out of your head. <laughs> it's not going to happen. But I just find that laughable. And then the other thing is Elon Musk scares the shit out of these people. He scares the shit out of these people. Not in a Cobra Kai kind of way where they're afraid he's going to infiltrate their mansion and roundhouse kick them through a glass window. He scares the shit out of them because he is who he is and he's 100% independent. He's not a politician running for office that they can try to manipulate and or buy. He's a very unique individual. And again, I don't always agree with him, but I have a lot of respect for him. And I do believe at the end of the day from, you know, all the years that I've 
paid attention to this guy because he's kind of been around for a while now. I do believe that he actually does have, you know, the overall well-being of humanity in mind. I really do. But again, he's not writing you a check. That's, that's not going to happen. But he will create jobs. He will create environmentally friendly products. He will reinstate an individual's right to free speech on social media platforms, which if social media platforms are used correctly, uh, depending on what your purpose is, they could be a very powerful tool for you. They could be a powerful tool for products, services, all kinds of businesses. So, you know, it depends. There's, there's two different avenues of social media. There's the personal side, which that's the side to me I think gets sloppy. That's the toilet bowl of the internet, as I mentioned earlier. That's where you get family members and friends ending, ending relationships completely over some of the dumbest shit uh, that is completely irrelevant to their, per- their personal lives and their personal well-beings, but they do it anyway. Um, it's happened within my family. It's happened within some of my friends' families. We've seen it. Uh, you know, whether you're arguing about COVID or politics, that, that seems to be the place where people, you know, get their internet keyboard muscles and share their pleasantries of fuck yous and fuck you twos, and now the family barbecue is awkward. <laughs> but... Then there's the business side of social media, where if it's used right to promote your business, you can gain a lot of organic growth. Um, You know, I used to paint. So we used to print up flyers and shit, and that takes time and money. You got to run to the store. You got to have a printer. You got to have colored ink. And if you're doing flyers, if you're doing a couple hundred a week, guess what? I mean, with the way ink, just these printers eat it. So now you're driving around neighborhoods, you're eating up fuel, and you're handing out flyers. And, you know, if you're lucky, maybe you got 150 to 200 of them out that day. You know, you hit a couple neighborhoods, you got a couple of those out, but it took you all damn day. Facebook, you make a nice post, you tag a few people in it, you hit the fucking post button, and before you know it, holy shit, 786 views. So extrapolate that, if you will. But... Again, that's phenomenal. It saved you time. It saved you money. It saved you energy. Could, again, for business, can be a very powerful tool. Certain educational aspects can be a very powerful tool. But again, check it out. <laughs> Make sure you agree with it because it's going to be on there now. But again, I believe in free speech. And the other thing I really like about Elon, too, is and back to my point that he scares the hell out of these people because he can't be bought He's got his own money. He can now do, he can buy whatever he wants. And, you know, I know there's this little tit for tat going on with him and Bill Gates. And, you know, a couple things. Bill Gates tried to call him out on something. Uh, and Elon basically fired back that, I'm paraphrasing, but if you take it out of context, he's basically telling Bill that, you know, he was, he, Bill tried to do something with Tesla that wouldn't have been in Tesla's favor. Uh, I don't have the exact details of it, but it has to do with the environment. And, you know, Bill Gates has been, you know, touting off and popping off about climate change and all. The, oh, yeah, it was cl- the climate change. So he's talking about climate change and everything like that. And Musk popped off that he doesn't care about it as much as he's leading people on to believe, because if he did, he wouldn't have pulled the shit he pulled with Tesla. I don't know if it was getting in with Tesla or, or whatever the case was, but he basically called him out and said, 
you know, I'm trying to make sustainable electric run vehicles over here. And you, you're, you're trying to say that I don't care about the environment. Well, how about this? And uh, I, I don't think Bill Gates has had too many people, if any, in his adult life that have basically told him to go fuck himself. And Elon Musk is the guy that can tell anyone in that elite of elite level of... He, again, he's still an elitist. Make no mistake. Elon is an elitist. I mean, he is, he is part of the upper echelon of society when you're talking finances. I'm, again, I'm not naive to that, too. I know he's on that Mount Rushmore of where's all the money. Uh, but again, he made a lot of that stuff you know, on his own through his creations. Uh, but again, he's, he'll tell Bill Gates to fuck off. He'll tell a politician to fuck off. Uh, you know, back during the first part of the COVID pandemic, one of the uh, news outlets was trying to call him out on Twitter for basically bullshitting that he bought up a bunch of respirators or something, and he just casually fired back. Uh, I'm paraphrasing this again a little bit too, but he kind of fired back like, yeah, and I'm holding the receipts in my hand. This is such bullshit or something like that. Like he calls people out. He's not going to play the game. He doesn't have to bow down to anybody. So again, I understand he's an elitist, but he doesn't see, he seems to be the black sheep of elitists. That's the best way to say it. He actually seems like he might care about what, what humanity is into. And he was talking on the, uh, I can't remember who he was sitting down with, but he was talking about why he wants to go to Mars and why, you know, we fuck around with the moon. He's like, we're trying to prolong humanity. He's like, because the reality is we could screw this planet up. And he's probably not wrong. I mean, we got psychopaths in office all across the globe. You got the crap going on with Putin and the Ukraine and China and just everything's always so fucking volatile. And I want to leave you guys with this. Again, going on my rant here about Musk and Twitter. But when Jay Gordon was down here hanging out with us, you know, he made a comment. And this is not the first time we actually had an exchange student from Spain uh, a few summers ago made a very similar comment just about how in America she noticed a lot of people hang American flags. There's a lot of that, as my buddy Jay Gordon calls it, America. <laughs> and he says it just like that and he flexes and he sticks his belly out a little bit further too, um, which is great. But, you know, it's America, and a lot of pride. And, you know, the one thing he said, so again, Maria from uh, Spain, she was kind of blown away as a, I think she was 17 at the time when we had her here. She's in her 20s now. It was a couple years ago. Uh, but she made that comment about how it was crazy to see that many people showing that much loyalty to the nation. And she kind of explained like what the situation was in Spain, you know, at the time. And then Jay, Jay said this and he goes, you know, Americans, he goes, he basically said, we take our politics way too seriously. And that's in his opinion, you know, I don't know if I'm, I don't want to speak for him, but he said, it's crazy how serious uh, Americans take their politics. And he kind of just said, you know, up in Canada, we basically all mock out Trudeau. I can't find too, you know, it doesn't seem like you could find too many people up there that are going to really be willing to go to blows to defend the honor of Justin Trudeau. Uh, now down, down here in, in America, as he likes to say, we get into that shit. Again, what I just say, family and friends of years and years and years fucking up long standing relationships over something as simple and as stupid as politics. Exposed ones. My buddy says maybe don't buy any Twitter stock, though. He's not sure it's really going to do what you want it to do, regardless of Musk buying the uh, platform. 
but he did mention it's crazy how one man can influence the market because I guess I'm not the first person to ask that question. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you all are being good out there. Hope wherever you are, the weather's starting to get nice. You're healthy. You're happy. You're blessed. And until next time, y'all be good.